Good evening, and welcome to our podcast, 165, written September 3rd, 2023. The title of our podcast today is Body Parts. Not car body parts, nor airplane body parts, but human body parts, as related to the church. I know this sounds like a title that should be a Halloween movie flick or a Halloween weekend podcast. But after listening, you'll understand that it's much deeper than that. Body parts such as the head, hand, fingers, legs, feet, toes, ears, eyes, mouth, and so on. When they are, when they all function as God designed the body to function, all is well. And so is the church. I avoid using the internal body parts because the word doesn't go there. Neither will I. Let's first read the spiritual application of body parts. As we know, there's a spiritual body and a physical body in the church. I will start with 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and then go back to the first verse. Okay. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink in one spirit. Now to verse 1, I read, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Ye know that ye were Gentiles carried away unto these dumb idols, even as ye were led. Wherefore I give you to understanding that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus a curse, and that no man can say that Jesus is Lord but by the Holy Ghost. Now, there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit, and there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God, which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with him. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge, by the same Spirit to another faith, by the same Spirit to another the gift of healing, by the same Spirit to another the work of miracles, and to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one and the same Spirit, dividing to divide it to every man severally as he will. For as the body is one and hath many members, 
and all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. Again, verse 13, for by one spirit are you all baptized into one body, whether ye be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. First Corinthians 12, 1 to 13. We know the church is the living body of Christ. And because we are all members of his body, of the body of Christ, we function as one unit. And yes, for the naysayers sake, we do have some churches that does not function as one unit, but that has no bearing on God's church. And notice, I said God's church. When a church is under the banner of Christ's love, we don't have to worry about the infighting because they know the order of things because they put Christ the head first and they are led by the Holy Spirit. Now, when you find a church that's infighting and has these major issues, these are either God's church transitioning through growth or they're not God's church at all but rather the devil has got his foot in the door and they can't walk one with another. Hmm, sounds familiar. Remember all members of God's church are parts of the body of Christ. So if you can't walk with a brother or sister here on earth, pay attention America, how in the world, as we generally say, but I will add, how in heaven are you going to walk with that member in heaven? We are to be a church on earth as it is in heaven. That's why we read the Bible for basic instructions before leaving this place called earth. We even pray that in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father which art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, we say. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I wanted to finish the Lord's Prayer before I try to dissect that segment that says, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God's will will be done in heaven. Regardless of man's, uh, man's man may have been given his dominion down here, but when man get to heaven, God's will prevails and his will shall be done. So you will leave all your flaws, your insecurities, your prejudices, your hating, your debating, your frustrating, 
your ambiguity, ambiguity, your immaturity, your impurity, your body, and human nature. All that bad stuff we have here will perish right along with us. For those of you thinking about taking that attitude and our character to heaven, that goes for all sinners, and you good saints shall be changed in the twinkling of an eye, thank God, to Christ-likeness. Now, one might ask, why would God need to change a Christian? Because God knows that there's some stuff up in us that still ain't right. Also, he don't want sin to raise its ugly head again. According to Nahum 1.9, read it. The Bible speaks of the Gentiles being carried away after dumb idols. How relevant is that today? Wow! I think the whole world today has been carried away after dumb idols. You say, Brother Gene, what do you mean by that? Well, let's start with material things. I mean, they seem to have more value and more meaning than the love of God. And don't go to wealth. That's a world, that's a whole new human God, if you will. Nevertheless, our God in heaven winks at the sins of man. Believe me when the scriptures say Jesus brought grace and truth. I believe every word of that. Because if he had not given us grace at the cross, <laughs> this earth would not have last another day. He bared yours and my sins on that cross. I don't care if you are Jew or Gentile. Your sins got buried at the cross. No more animals and birds to sacrifice. The least we can do is worship him in truth and in spirit. I know being not born again is hard to even utter the word Jesus Christ is Lord. Although, one day we all will. The scripture makes it clear that only by the Holy Spirit of God man can say that Jesus is the Lord. Therefore, it may be a little harder for a sinner to come to God of his own will. But Jesus makes it easy. We are all given the same cup or call, if you will, whether a slave or free, as the Spirit welcomes all and bids you come. He say, come. Now, let us visit the spiritual body parts again. We have diversities of gift, even by the same spirit. A difference of administration by the Lord and 
the diversities of operations of God. One may ask, why was the Spirit, the Lord, and God separated, separately mentioned for these different spiritual administrations? And to be honest with you, that's a God thing. You see, I'm no theologian, nor will I claim to be. This I have learned. The things of God that he wish men to know and understand. He give wisdom and knowledge via his Holy Spirit. And those things that are not his will, he do not. You may get modern Bible scholars or theologians who will come along and they'll break this down into different parts on how these things happen. But I like to leave them in the raw state and let the Spirit of God be your teacher. That's why when I paraphrase a scripture, I will tell you to go back and read it because the Holy Spirit is our teacher. Amen? The good thing is all these manifestations of the Spirit is given to each of mankind for our good and profit. Some of us are given the word of wisdom, making us wise to know and understand right from wrong, capable to take good advice from others who have been, been there and done that. Who better to give you a word of wisdom than Jesus Christ himself? He was tempted in all that we go through. And some of us, he give the word of knowledge. My quickest Bible definition is the ability to teach others. A teacher of the good news of God, if you will. And of course, having wisdom his closest cousin, helps. Since knowledge is acquired, we must be good students for God's Holy Spirit to teach us. To some of us, he gives the gift of faith. This particular gift he gives as a seed that grows into an extraordinary confidence. The Bible says faith he gives by measure. Romans 12, 3. Read it. Maybe by measure because too much faith at once, we might get the big head. Like a couple of disciples, James and John, the two disciples who wanted to rain fire down from heaven on men. Luke 9, 54 and 55. Paraphrase. Read it. Nevertheless, having faith in a good thing, having faith is a good thing, rather. And next, we have the gift that would help us all, and that's the gift of healing. God enables normal Christians by faith to supernaturally be able to do the work of God 
and heal people. Back when men believed, they would pray over the sick and the sick were healed. James chapter 5, verses 13 to 15. Read it. Today, not so much. Case in point, we just went through a pandemic. Need I elaborate or say more? Then he provided us the gift of working miracles, such as restoring sight to the blind, or hearing to the deaf, and raising the dead. We don't see much of that in this part of the world, as people don't believe. But in some parts of the world where some people just just introduced into the faith or the kingdom of God, and the minister reach out his hand and he touches someone and they get healed of an unclean spirit, healed of deaf and dumb spirits, healed of body ailments such as cancer, heart disease, and so on. This gift is still prevalent, not so much in our so-called modern world here, where our faith in God has decreased. Even Jesus couldn't heal but a few folk in areas where they didn't believe. Mark chapter 6, verses 5 and 6. Read it. He gave unto them the gift of prophecy is generally followed by a divine revelation where God speaks to godly men on behalf of his people to inform, instruct, or warn them to help the believer. We had such prophets as Moses, Samuel, Elijah, Jeremiah, Daniel, just to name a few, were as today he speaks by his Holy Spirit via Christ. Old men dream, young men have visions, Acts 2.17 and Joel 2.28-32. Read it. Then there is the gift of discerning of spirits. When the Holy Spirit reveals something to you that only God and the person who did it knows, or he let you see demonic activity around you, or in my case, my first day visiting Las Vegas. The demon said, we don't want you here. And most recently, I questioned a person about fake news, the fake news theory that they were holding on to, and this lying spirit lashed out at me. Hmm. So they're still around. We just don't know. God gives some of us diverse kinds of tongues, meaning the ability to know and speak in a language that's not our own, but only for the glory of God, that the Holy Spirit directs toward the unbeliever. I chose words specifically to the scripture 
there in 1 Corinthians 14.22. Paraphrase, read it. Which means speaking in tongues today in the church is unnecessary. Uh-oh, Gene, you're in trouble now. Unless there is a non-believer that the Holy Ghost wishes to reach. I said it again, that the Holy Ghost wishes to reach, not man. And even then, God has his own gifted person there who has the gift of interpretation of tongues as he will interpret a known language that the, per, that the unbeliever will know and receive. It is not to be exercised as a social party of vain babbling. In essence, seeking to bring me glory rather than God. All of these gifts are given by the same Holy Spirit, supernaturally manifested, dividing to men for the growth of God's church. We don't see much of this in the church today, his importation to every man severally as God wills. Jesus Christ is still the same. The Holy Spirit is still the same. Our Heavenly Father is still the same. So the only one has changed is mankind. Hmm. Pray with me. Lord Jesus Christ, I believe you are the Son of God. I repent of my sins. Please come into my heart. I receive you now as my Lord and Savior. In your name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. My friend, if you pray that prayer, as the scriptures say, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. You are now a part of the family of God. Amen. Amen. Now, a word with my father. Lord God, as you continue to call men out of darkness to your marvelous light in Jesus Christ, your son, I thank you for allowing me to be a part of your ministry. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you or someone you know have further need of prayer, please contact us here at Heaven's Prayer Line. We'd love to pray with you. God bless you.